boundaries also are very useful, not only for other people, but for yourself. Because Absolutely. I think that when you set the boundary for yourself, people will get it without even talking about it. That's very true. Something I'm still working on. I think it's a, it's a process. We yeah. will work through this the whole life. The C-Suite is a podcast about sharing entrepreneurship stories and illuminating financial concepts in a way that speaks to who we are as creatives, as small business owners, as entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs, not as finance executives. Each episode features one finance term that is explained through career stories in conversation with friends. So join me as we dive into the highly personal stories that bring finance to life. Because you can do this. You can learn to understand it intuitively. And when we do that and put new ideas into context, that's when we can learn, plan, and thrive. Welcome to the C-Suite with Catherine. Today's featured finance term is partnership, and I'm thrilled to welcome Marcelo Giacobbe, <laughs> founder and designer of Giacobbe, a women's wear line based in Buenos Aires, Argentina. As a line, Giacobbe is defined by its refined femininity, craftsmanship, and custom embroidered fabrics, unique attention to detail, which can be seen in every collection. He draws inspiration from Argentine art and architecture. After graduating with national and international recognition from the School of Architecture, Design, and Urbanism at the University of Buenos Aires, which led to a scholarship at the Saga Design Fur Center in Denmark, Marcelo decided to launch his first collection, Fall Winter 2012, in Buenos Aires. In 2013, he presented in New York during New York Fashion Week, which is where we met. Since launching his namesake collection in 2012, Jacobe was honored by the Argentine Council on Fashion as a two-time recipient of the prestigious Silver Scissors Awards, and his work has appeared on the covers of several magazines globally. Marcelo, welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. <laughs> I am honored that you are here. Marcelo's in town for a few days, and I was like, will you be on my podcast? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think he bit off more than he could chew when he asked to get coffee. <laughs> um, so I, I have to tell you, I've already talked about you on another episode. Uh -huh. I was telling a story about when I was at Brides and mm -hmm. I called in pieces from your collection mm -hmm. and the jacket ended up on the cover. Mm -hmm. I wanted to revisit an interview that I did with you back in 2018 for Plan de Ville. <laughs> and when I was reading it, you shared with me that when you started your line back in 2012, uh -huh. that you were looking for a challenge on a personal level. And mm -hmm. you said that the good thing about being a designer is that our work is to experiment. You are always going through a process and never settled on doing things a certain way. Um, I always think that design in itself is like the art of compromise. You mm -hmm. start with one idea mm -hmm. and where you end up could be very different. And you're like compromising with your clients, the fabric, yourself, timelines, budget. I think it's very strange because um, for me, when I hear you say all that, I say, oh, wow, that's very smart guy. <laughs> but the thing is that with experience, because we as designers, we put our body and our mind and our, our mental health through all this process and also our commercial expertise and what we can learn through all this process. So for me, what is important is always Perhaps to have a goal in in your head where you want to go, but you to know that the trip to get there will be different than anything that you imagine, and you have to be very resourceful all the time and creative. 
sometimes you have to be creative with what you create and sometimes you have to be creative of how you face adversity or also how you face when you're having a good moment because that's also challenging. That's true. Not every day has a good moment. Not every day has a bad moment. No. <laughs> <laughs> But compromise is sort of inherent in the art of partnership. Mm -hmm. Partnership is the term for today and I'm just going to define it for us. So The C-Suite is a podcast about sharing entrepreneurship stories and illuminating financial concepts in a way that speaks to who we are as creatives, not as finance executives. Mm -hmm. So today's podcast term is partnership. So what is a partnership in business? A partnership is a formal arrangement by two or more parties who are seeking to manage and operate a business and share in its profits. There are several types of partnership arrangements. In particular, in a partnership business, all partners share liabilities and profits equally. In other partnerships, partners may have limited liability. And there's also the so-called silent partner, in which one party is not involved in the day-to-day -day operations of the business, but is involved in a different capacity. So I'd love to shift into some questions for you. As someone who has had a brand now for 10 years, you are celebrating your 10th anniversary. Um, can you tell me a bit about your first season back when you launched in 2012? How was the world? It was a very different time. It was a very different time. Yeah, and your design sense. And what, what was different back then? I think um, looking back, what really inspires me is that after um, when I finished school, I traveled to Europe and I stayed there for three months. And everybody was asking me, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What's your future project? And I said, I'm going to do runway shows. And because the idea is that if you are a fashion designer, you should do a runway show. That's the way that you show your work. And also, I don't know how, but I think that the universe heard my calling and start happening. When I came back to Argentina, I participated in a, in a, in a, um, In a, they select me to do a, a runway show and then after that another runway show and I start to have impress and that draw a lot of attention to my work and then customers. But I think that the idea at the beginning is that it was almost like a dreamlike and you will always have this idea that, okay, I will find a partner that will, f that will facilitate everything that is amiss in my work, everything that I, I can do. And let me say that with time, you slowly became that person, the person that is going to be there to solve your problems. Because I do think that we, as a designer, to do a metaphor, we create a ship, we paint the ship, <laughs> we, but we also have to know how to run the ship and where we want to go. So with time, you, you start to learn all the steps that sometimes, as you said, is baby steps, big steps, crucial steps, but helps you to find who you really are and what are you made from. For me, it was, as you said, it was a very different world, 2012, to what we have now. Technology has really made a huge revolution. When I start, it was very important to be in magazines. So yeah. I, in one year, I had like, I don't know, like... 50 publications everywhere in all the magazines in Argentina and covers. And I started dressing celebrities. And then after that, I participate in, um, in another selection. And I end up here showing with a different group of Argentine, Argentine designers in New York Fashion Week. And that's when we met. So I think I always said that life could be very magical and can give you a lot of opportunities, but you have to be mindful that 
um, what you create with that. We did meet at that show. It was put on by <laughs> the Argentine consulate, as I recall. And it's just, it goes to show that, to your point about magic and moments, mm -hmm. like I had two shows at the same time and I didn't really have a connection to Argentina or to the other brand that was on my schedule at the same time. <laughs> so I literally decided, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the one that has different young emerging designers participating. And I had an incredible seat. I think, meanwhile, I'm like 23 years old, assistant of assistant of assistant at a magazine. <laughs> you know, so I go, I had a really amazing seat. I plunked down and I watch. And I saw you. I think, did you close the show? I closed the show. Yeah. There was, there was a, a problem with other designers, but they chose me to close <laughs> the show. And I, the thing is, I even, even knew about that. And I think we talk about this. You say that my face look uh, like childish. And the thing is that because I was happy. Your smile. I was, I was um, like, I felt like I did something that was dreamlike for someone who, who, who grew up in Argentina and grew up watching Vogue and the September issue and all that. Of for me, it was a, was a really, really, really sweet, sweet experience and also very naive. Yeah. I mean, it was early in your career. Mm -hmm. I remember you just looked like you were having so much fun. I was. <laughs> you, you were also clearly to me so talented. Like Thank your you. pieces, the way that I could tell the way the models felt in your clothes <laughs> was palpable. And it's not easy to be a model in a runway show. We were just mm. talking before we sat down, you know, about the shoes never fit. It's it's really grueling. Mm -hmm. The girls looked so happy. But you know what? That I uh, two of the girls they were they were my friends. One of them, the one that closed the show, is is like my sister. And I do think that it's very important. You're talking about partnerships. It's very important to find allies because fashion could be a very um difficult environment at times so you have to find people that you can cherish and people who will be there for you and you could be there for them so it, it goes both ways um creating relationships that will last more than a season that's right so tell me what does a day look like for you today a day right now? Well, I start very early. I have a little dog that I take with me to the office. I have a beautiful atelier in Argentina. Uh, it's a full floor. And I start there. I get my coffee because caffeine is very important for a fashion designer. Yes, me too. We need energy. So that's how I start. And I walk, I, I have different clients. It depends. I have days that I have, I, I meet with clients, days that I'm working with patterns, days that I work in finance. Uh, that's what is important is that through the years, you learn the different, you, you learn to put different jackets. You learn you to be a little bit more like a manager. You learn to do PR. You learn to do photography. And in a way, sometimes I say that it's good to be creative because you will always face challenge and problems. But the thing is that if you're also creative, you can find a way to, ins to feel inspired to do all that. So my days normally start that way. And then I try to close my day going to the swimming pool because I love to swim. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's a good way to unwind, I imagine, as well. Absolutely. And also, I water is a different element. Mm -hmm. You get in the water and will interrupt whatever you're feeling because the water has temperature. 
It makes you lighter. And when you put your head underwater, you don't listen to anything. You just listen yourself. So it's a, it's a really nice, quiet moment. Tell me, how did you approach partnerships early on in your business? Uh, of course, we're, you know, we're thinking about the idea of equity partners mm-hmm. um, and the people that help you run your business day to day. But in my experience, I also think that our vendors, you know, pattern makers and manufacturers and other contractors can be seen as partners too. I think um, in a way, when I hear you explain all that, for me, was the whole process through all this time. Uh, when I when I began, my partners were my family because they were the people that believe in me and they trust me. And they said, you can do this. You can have your dream. You can push. And we are very, my family is very hard worker. And, and then after that, I start having a, a different, when I, when I came to New York, um, I found a different kind of partners that it worked for a while. But then after that, I felt that my needs weren't met or my desires didn't match with what the desires were. And I also find that suddenly I found out that the people that are true, they were truly my partners were the people that were working with me and the relationships that I built, as I said. My friend Daphne, she's my sister, but she's my partner. She's in a way, she's my model. She's my muse. Um, she is the one because she also she's also in the, um, the fashion industry. She knows for herself what is to be inside this industry. And um, Katya, my friend that I work with, we do the patterns together. She sews the dresses. We do the fittings. Those are the people that I trust because they know all the hard work that comes with fashion. Mostly people think what happened in Argentina is, oh, you're a fashion designer. You sketch the whole day. You have the whole day to get, oh, get inspired. And yes, we do. Sometimes we, we, I think I have a different way. I think that inspiration, we just found it or, or the other way around. And when you feel it, you, it's like you got all this energy and you want to create something. But it's very crucial that these partners that are with you every day can also help to guide you to, to, to materialize because our work is, is to create something that it could be very inspiring, but it has to become something. Right. And ideally, you also are learning from your partners. Absolutely. You know, and I think oftentimes designers and creative entrepreneurs will ask me, how should I figure out who I let like invest in my company? Mm -hmm. And I always say, well, in the beginning, you're very limited in your options. It's probably family, friends, friends and family Mm -hmm. is the term for like early investment rounds. But often it's who can really help you grow? Who is going to support you in in the day-to-day running of your business, right? And teach you. Maybe you want to open stores. So maybe one of your partners could be, you know, involved in real estate or finance so that you can learn from them. Absolutely. And then maybe they're not your partner long-term, but they could be involved for a period of time. And then you take what you've learned positively from that experience and apply it to your day-to-day role as a business owner. I do think that it's very important to incorporate. It doesn't matter. It could be any anyone, but if you're open enough and you can incorporate someone else's experience, even if it's a different kind of business, it will make you stronger. And stronger for me means to be flexible. Something that you know me for years, something that I, I have uh, all this energy and I always uh, wanted to do stuff and create stuff. And, and I always think that 
everyone deserves a little bit of space in the world. So I said, okay, I will fight for my space. I don't longer think about fighting. I'm, I'm more about finding. And I do think it's very important that I used to live uh, rushing all the time, running all the time, doing things all the time, feeling so precious because, okay, you have this opportunity and you know what? There are plenty of opportunities. If it's not today, it will be tomorrow. Probably because I'm a little bit older than before. But I really cherish that part. And that's something that I learned from my partners because the people that work with me, because they work in fashion for years too, and even the people that doesn't work in fashion, they they just grab my hand and say like, if it's, this is not the opportunity, the, the right time will come. You just have to wait. And that's something that sometimes people don't talk about much about waiting the right opportunity. Because you think that if you don't jump in every opportunity, you will disappear. You'll lose out. No, you won't disappear. Life is very long and will give you plenty of opportunities. But also with time, you you figure out who you are and what are your core values. Core values, I'm glad you brought that up because honestly, (laughs) core values are everything to me. Mm -hmm. I made a joke about them in my wedding vows. (laughs) Um, it's when you know who you are, it's so much easier to make decisions about who you're working with Mm -hmm. and what matters to you. And like in business, when you have a set strategy, you can build the structure around the strategy that makes sense with Mm -hmm. what you want to do, but it's the same for yourself and, you know, how you move through the world and what matters to you. But that comes with time and, and age. But you know what is tricky too, that when you are a designer and you are the face of the company, but you also face all the difficulties that you go through because people tend to see the the, the glossy side, which is good and is healthy mm-hmm. because also when you create, that's what you want to create. There's a little bit of fantasy, but also mixed with reality. But I do think that in my case, my values are very aligned with what I create. And even if I know that what I create will change, I do think that I do what I do because when I was a kid, I had a dream about doing this. I remember that um, my mom was a, a hairdresser. And each time that I went to her salon, I was getting bored uh, uh, because I'm a kid. Yeah. What I'm doing there? Like I can do, I, there are not many things that I can do. So what I did, she, she, my mom loved to knit. So I always opened her, her books about knitting and I got the paper, cut it, and I started doing collages and all that. And in a way... I always dream about doing this because also, as I say, you had the 2D, the the printed image, but what about the volume? How we create the volume? And as creators, we we create the volume of the company. The company has to to have some shape, has to stand for something. And in my way, I think um, it would sound cliche, but I... I try to empower women by make them feel beautiful, which is very cliche. I know that, but trust me, when you look at someone, look at herself in the mirror and they found herself in something that you create and they feel like them, not like dressing up in something that I do, everything makes sense.
The C-Suite with Catherine is brought to you by Cashflow for Creatives, a financial literacy company dedicated to supporting the small business community through easy-to-understand finance templates, tools, and trainings designed to help you manage cash flow with ease so you can focus on growth and getting back to doing more of what you love. Our core offering is the consistent cash flow method for small business owners, a groundbreaking approach to understanding your small business finances. This method centers around three key parts. First, understanding the key numbers that matter in your business. Second, the expenses you need to plan for based on your strategy. And third, how to craft sales goals based in facts that you believe in, and most importantly, that you understand how to achieve. When we paint this picture together, we get a very clear sense of how much money your business may need and when to be successful. This program is perfect if you're thinking about funding for your business or if you're debating about what comes next and you want to understand how to envision the future with clarity. Plus, you'll gain access to our group mentorship and direct feedback from me. Cashflow for Creatives also offers our Simple Finance 101 small business courses. Short, snappy, powerful lessons that help transform the way you think about money in your small business. And these quick but effective mini-courses have an immediate beneficial impact on your business day-to-day. Head to cashflow-method.com to find the next best step for you and your business. It's also linked below in the show notes. We have this saying, or at least I have this saying, which is, <laughs> no, people definitely definitely say this, the idea that a dress doesn't wear the woman, uh-huh. the woman wears the dress. Exactly. And she feels at ease and she can move through her day and her life having put on this sense of confidence that comes from the design. And you know something that I found out dealing with people and, and having them trying different dresses is that at times you look at someone and they choose a dress, and I think that dress is too much for this person. It's not going to fit. It's, the dress is too loud, and I, I see her as more quiet. They fit the dress, and it match. Mm-hmm. So there is something magical. Or sometimes you, you see people that is very, like, I don't know, big earrings, great hair, and everything, and the dress is too much. I say, like, this is going to be too much. Yeah. No, it works, because it goes with the persona, the personality. So I do think that as a designer, sometimes you had, we had to, to step back a little bit and allow the woman that they fit the dress, wear the dress to have their life in it. And it's like, and they reinterpret your work. Yeah. I've, I've had designers express to me that they kind of get uncomfortable when they see people wearing their clothes in a way that they wouldn't have styled. For example, so if someone wears a, wears a <laughs> dress under, by I, you I, and I, I like she's put that. like a belt on it or mm-hmm. she's wearing with a hairstyle that you would never have suggested, mm-hmm. but getting comfortable with like letting your customer just run with it. But you know what? For me, that's the funny thing because I would never do that. And I see someone else doing that and say like, wow, that's a new way to do stuff. It doesn't have to work with me, but I really cherish that she find a way to be herself. And you know what? If I want to do the things the way that I want to do it, I do it in a photo shoot. Exactly. That's the way that I, I want to show it. But also you have to be, you, for me, is to mind the idea that they, they can appropriate. They, they can, they, they, I don't know, by putting your body inside of it, it's yours. You mentioned persona. 
Uh-huh. I would love to talk about how you, <laughs> as a designer, and the face and name mm-hmm. behind your business, how do you navigate going from public spaces to private spaces to to manage really like the attention on you and, you know, going through periods of time where you have to be more in the public and then being able to sort of step back and recharge? You know, what? what's funny is that I'm very... Uh, I wouldn't say secluded, but I work a lot. I really enjoy my work. So um, I don't go out that often. But for me, it's strange when people recognize me. And sometimes that happens in supermarkets or even happened here because in New York, you have a lot of Argentinians. Mm-hmm. And through this week, it, it did happen. And many times in the past had happened because Argentinians love New York. And for me, it's quite strange because for, for me, my work is very intimate. And then I'm like, God, you, you have to be kidding yourself. <laughs> your, your work is not intimate. It goes in magazine. There's, um, very important people wearing it. And when you create everything, you are inside a bubble where always you are in constant movement. And each time when that happened, it just frees me and say like, oh, okay, I get it. There's all the people looking at my work. Yeah. So, uh, it forced me to create a different persona and to, at times, dissociate a little bit of my work because even with my family, because they're very involved and, and they really love what I do. And if, I don't know, I get, um, a nice photo and the photo is in the magazine, they really cherish, oh, you create this, you, you, yes, but you know what? It's been 10 years doing this. Right. So there's a difference between who I am as your son, as your brother and who I am as a person. And it's very difficult because sometimes um, to to see the difference between that. I think there is a, there is a, a line between there, and I can't blame other people because at the beginning I was overly involved in my work. I am overly involved, but with time I realized that um, sometimes people feel in a way about my work that's not the way that I feel about my work, mm. good or bad. Sometimes people find something pretty that for me, mm, I don't know, next season, <laughs> yeah. we'll find a way. But it's very important to create a persona to give yourself some stability. And boundaries a little bit. Definitely boundaries. That's something that I had to learn. I learned it the, ho- the hard way. Um, but yeah, boundaries also are very useful, not only for other people, but for yourself. Because Absolutely. I think that when you set the boundary for yourself, people will get it without even talking about it. That's very true. Something I'm still working on. I think it's a it's a process. We yeah. will work through this the whole life. The thing is that I grew up in the 90s where you have like Johnny Versace and all these huge, these like Karl Lagerfeld, these mm-hmm. huge designers that, that, I don't know, they are like beacons of fashion. They, they- Larger than life. Larger than life. And suddenly I realized that, okay, that's good for them. But media can also swell, sweep you up. And that's very tricky. And at times in Argentina, it did happen with me mm-hmm. that my work became very popular. And I say, okay, who, who did that? Who created that? And that was, that was you. And I was like, eh, eh, that's not, it's not me. It's like seeing a photo. You, you would relate to this. This is when you see a photo of you that you don't know that someone took. And mm-hmm. then it's like, this is you. Oh, this is me. Did I create this? 
it's good at times, but also could be challenging because I'm in the long run. And when you are in the long run, you have um, good times, bad times, times they are more difficult because you have a bad time, you know how to set yourself up. But when you are, you are in a cloudy space, that's very tricky. And that's when you need your persona because my persona would say like, ah, 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 Marcelo wouldn't allow this. Right. Move, work, create, create opportunities, expand yourself, expand your limits, talk with people that wouldn't, um, even if I talk so much here, sorry for that. <laughs> I love it. I'm very, very, very um, private. And I am also very, I think when, when we met, I was extremely shy. And for me to overcome shyness, and to say, okay, I really admire this, what these people is creating. I can, I can sit with them, have coffee and learn something and share my experience. And that's where the persona is also very resourceful. Yeah. And if I'm hearing correctly, I think it's sort of, you take your core values mm -hmm. and then you use those elements of who you are to create this persona. And so you can put it on like a protective jacket when you have to go out in the world, navigate challenges, do press mm -hmm. and push yourself beyond mm -hmm. like, I'm also a private person yeah, who loves to be like at home <laughs> and kind of not on display, but, um, so like your natural talents require you to be a public person who is creating visual work. That was very tough yeah. for me to learn. That was very tough because in a way, it's like, you know, when you see cartoons and you have the angel on one side and the devil on the other mm -hmm. side, it's like, okay, and you are in the middle. And at times you had to just, um, my mom was very good at it. She said like, you deserve to look good. You deserve to have nice shoes. You deserve to show other people that you are nice. You are pretty. You are my son. She was saying always in a very loving way. And I was like, mom, but I'm shy. And she was, she wasn't shy. And she was like, move, move, do it. You deserve it. And that's where I get that. I think I have this curiosity for the world, this curiosity of how I can create something that I haven't seen before. And that's what really pushed me. And it's extremely scary. So for me, it's like sometimes you have this exposure, but you feel naked mm -hmm. because you create something that you don't know if it's mostly what happened with me. I don't know if it's pretty or not. I, 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 and you're waiting for the response. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. the response is nice and it's good and people like it. But there is um, a different timing for me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it, when I look back and I see things that I did in 2013, 2014, I was like, wow, that was really nice. Who I did it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. And also this idea that because in fashion, when things go wrong, you have to keep working. And when things go right, trust me you had to work even harder. So uh, in a way, is you have to create this persona, this Superman suit that you put, and also you take. It's very important to take. And when I take it, my hair is not up. <laughs> I'm in, 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 in a sweatshirt and I, I'm with my dog, my cat, and all that. I need to connect with a different side of me. That's the only way you'll continue to be inspired and yourself. Yeah. So talking about you know, structuring your life, structuring your brand. Mm -hmm. I'd love to talk a bit about what you've learned over the years about how to evaluate who would be a good fit as a partner and maybe some lessons that you've learned from partnerships. Someone in New York told me that all the um, 
everything that is worth it, you will have to pay for that in a way. I remember that this guy told me, oh, someone gave you this advice. Okay, did you pay with money? How much How much did it cost? I said like, no, no, they just give me advice. If you didn't pay it, it doesn't worth it. And I was like, wow, I was uh, younger. And for me, it was like surprising. And I was like, well, but someone said something with good intentions. And he looked at me and said like, uh-uh, forget about the good intentions. How did you pay them? Did you pay them with materials? Did you pay them for... And for me, it was an eye opening. Mm. Everyone has their agenda. Even a good partner has their agenda and want you to go in a certain path. If your path goes parallel with this, no problem. You can work with them. But then if you, if you see cracks in the pavement, mm, perhaps you have to change your route. And for me, that was the experience. Um, it was very fruitful in a way. I felt like I could do a lot of stuff, but also a self-discovery route. I discovered that, okay, if I can do all this stuff, why, why I don't do all this for myself? If I'm already doing it with a, with a bad partner, why, why, what? So I made a choice to step back and I say, okay, I go back to Argentina and I base on all this experience and all these wonderful people that I met. I have tools. I was almost about to say a bad word, but I was like, (laughs) fuck, I have tools. I can do, I can do something. Uh, Perhaps it's not going to be perfect, but it will be mine. That's like an eye opening situation in many levels, spiritually also. I remember looking at my hands and I say, okay, I got into trouble. I will get myself out of this. And that's for me, what I can say to any creative. It doesn't matter the industry that you are. Um, we always have, you will be on trend at times. You'll be out of trend at times. People will love you. And the same people that will love you, they will ignore you. Um, what we can do with that? Okay, try to have mental peace. Mm. Try to go for a walk, try to go for a run, talk with your family. Love people, love people. Don't don't allow the difficulties of having a bad partner to make you not trust people because you just had to open a window and look how many people is walking down the street. How many opportunities? Each one is an opportunity. Perhaps that opportunity is not for you. You just had to be very um, conscious because when in my case, you're t- talking about partnerships. When I start, even before finding a partner in here in New York, I had many people who wants to be my partners in Argentina. And I always say no, because I didn't feel that was right. And luckily I, th- I found that for me, there are other ways, there are other partners, but no financial partners. For me, there are partners that people that I cherish, respect, and I adore, and I can I can talk to them about situations and I will have a great advice. Uh, it could be a paid advice because sometimes you need that. Um, you can have the people that work with you could be your partners. They are your partners. They're the people that you spend most of the time with. I hope that I made my, my experience is very rocky here, but I try to make it uh, a little bit. Um, it's been a little bit of time as well yeah. since you had a partnership in New York. And I think the way you're explaining it is really it's something people can use to evaluate opportunities that's important what what was it like working on building a brand in the u.s 
And what, how was that different from Argentina? It wasn't that different mm. because I think one, you have your core values are clear. It will happen. It's just like the transition. In fact, what happened is that I did a runway show here. We didn't met there. Mm-hmm. You just saw my work. Right. We didn't met in person. I went back and suddenly I got a beautiful email like you saying that you love the collection, all that I was like, wow, I feel like someone just saw my work. It's like, like you feel like discovered. And then we did uh, the, the photo shoot and I didn't know who was going to be in the cover. And then it was a big surprise for me. And in fact, I always said, it's not that I built something here. It was already built over there. Mm-hmm. And what happened is that I got discovered. So I, the thing started. There's the translation between Spanish and English. So they had to be translated here. I was okay with translate stuff. I wasn't okay with uh, murdering stuff or killing stuff. Or this is right or this is wrong. Because trust me, in fashion, what is wrong now will be cool next season. So sometimes people talk about themselves and their own jealousy or envy. And that's something that's very crucial also for creatives. It took me a while to understand how damaging envy or um, jealousy could be. And it's very normalized in this industry. So when you find someone that you can connect and you can joke about stuff, and I know that the work is hard and it's complicated, but you have to, to try to be as light as possible. When things are too complicated, too, too time-consuming, right. nothing good is come to come out from a five-hour meeting. Right, you can be efficient. You, you can have a coffee and talk about things in 10 seconds, disagree about that, but in 10 minutes, you will have a clear idea. That's amazing advice. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you have to keep in mind that I try to translate everything from my Spanish to, to English. So sorry if if it's uh, not right. Uh, I think as you've seen, you, you've learned through these experiences how talented you are, how skilled you are. And I think from people listening to this episode, you will learn how great your English is as well. <laughs> um, we we only have a little bit more time, so I'd love okay. to I'd love to ask you: Do you have any questions for me about entrepreneurial finance or business finance, or anything I might be able to help you with? Yes, please, please, please. Because you know, <laughs> I already said this to you before, but um, the way that I learned through everything is much more about learning through the experience, not through organize. Um, how would so I know how to organize my business, but in, not in a scientific way. It's much more like an organic way. And I always feel like, I think this is very common to a lot of designers because we learn how to do stuff during... As you go. As you, you go. You learn through your experience. How uh, how can you help us to organize that a little bit? I think... I, don't, I know it's a very broad question. No, no, it's actually, it's really specific. Yeah. The problem is, this is not taught in school. No. So there, there is a simple way to look at periods of time from the perspective of your expenses and your revenue, your sales. Mm-hmm. And then understanding the difference in the timing of when you need to part with cash, when cash needs to leave your business, and when it's coming in. Yeah. That's it. It's the calculator. I do it organically. <laughs> there you go. 
I, I told you, you that sometimes I work with customers. So yeah. I, I said, okay, I do these 20 customers, 15 customers, 10 customers. And then I kind of close my agenda because I want to finish them. And then after finish this, I will jump to the next group. Mm-hmm. And in a way it's organic, but that's how that's I... That's also keeping your overall like cash flow picture pretty manageable yes because you know in your head you're like okay i'm making 10 custom dresses 10 dresses made to order these are my costs this is how long it's going to take and that here's what all 10 people are paying and you know what if this sells you get the feeling of what people is looking for Mm -hmm. so sometimes you do 10 dresses and five of them they're really selling really well don't worry because the other five sometimes they need more time yeah but you get an idea of, okay, this will give me strength to back up the rest. So uh, thank you for that. Yeah. Because I feel that even if my uh, my organization is very organic, well, I, I can always learn. Yeah, but if it's working for you when it's organic because it's manageable in terms of the number of people, uh, it, you might need systems and tools later when Absolutely. you know you, you enhance your capacity, you bring on more people because... You're able to manage your business because it is a high-end luxury, high price mm-hmm. point experience. So you're not selling thousands of commercial tops every exactly. season. It's a different story. But if you were to scale the business, you would need to be planning your expenses 12, 18, 24, 36 months in advance based on your strategy. That's the next step. That's the next step. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need a, we need a meeting. <laughs> we can have a, a follow-on conversation. Um, so I'd love to close with what advice do you have? You've already given such great advice, but what advice do you have for other creative entrepreneurs and small business owners who are working towards you know their goals? All, all this conversation make me focus on time. Time and time consuming. There are things that are time consuming and they are not worth it. And there are things that need time. If you want to... A treat to grow needs time. Not only water or sun, but needs time. If you want to do something, it would take time. So remember everyone that, because I do, I sometimes I work on Sunday, sometimes I work on, on Saturday, no day off for months. But then you realize, thank God I did this because this project needed time. You will have other people that will help you, but trust me, you had to learn how to sew. You had to learn pattern making. You had to know how to fit a dress. In my case, I'm talking about absolutely about my experience. There are other different kind of designers. Um, you had to know how to style a photo, how to do a casting. And sometimes you had to learn that even if you don't know all this, you will need help from someone else who will have a different eye and you had to step back. That's important. Give yourself time and sometimes step back. And try to enjoy life too, because um, fashion could be very consuming, you, but fashion needs you. You have to be okay. <laughs> yes. And fashion takes time and it's all about time and what's old is new and what's new is old. And it's about timing too. Timing for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The C-Suite with Catherine your friendly source for small business finance and career guidance through stories. I've linked all the resources that we talked about in this episode in the show notes below. And I can't wait for our next episode together. Thank you so much for being here. Take care.